a woman who's poly gets on Tinder and says, I'm married or, you know, she's interested in hookups or short-term relationships for fun. Like almost every man who would swipe on her generally is still going to swipe yes. Like just because she's yes. not available for a long-term dating relationship doesn't lower her, the amount of interest. Could be better. Her. Yeah. A lot yeah. of men would be like, this is great. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is often controversial, but mostly in good faith. We have lots to talk about today, including a woman who reports having 32 orgasms. No. <laughs> what to do no. with a boyfriend who routinely comments on porn, how to think about a sex hall pass, and more. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike. And Mike, we took an IQ test this afternoon. Who did better? Yes. You did. Hmm. <laughs> do you do you want to say anything more about that or I think we, it was not the world's greatest IQ test. Um I, I'm not I, even, agree. I don't want to post it online on on our show notes and the reason why is because they it's one of these where you finish the test and you have to pay what was it 15 bucks? Yeah. The real IQ test is whether you pay. If you pay <laughs> that's the final <laughs> question. Yeah. But you get you get some kind of score before paying and then they tell you what you got wrong and right. Uh <clears throat> Yeah. Anyway, so so that's irritating. Like, I think they should be more upfront about it. Um, yeah. But also, like, we we had we had various disagreements about some of the questions and so forth. IQ tests, though, I want to say in general, I support them, and I think that like they're they can be valid as long as they're done properly. Oh yeah, uh, we, life, we both life are is an IQ test. Generally pro IQ, especially compared yes. to the uh, the culture these days. Out of the and last, let me also yeah go ahead. Well, I was going to say, out of the last four hours, how many of those do you think we've spent discussing IQ tests? Probably one, one to oh, two. I think it's like two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, we uh, to be fair, just we we both tested scored very very high. Uh, yes. But but, uh, but naturally, it's just a, yeah. There was just, it would just be like it, you're you're arguing it like the little grains of sand at the end of the distribution. Right. Uh, partly that makes me wonder about this test though, because are we all are we that high? We're look if you're listening to this according to this scientifically valid study, we're smarter than you. So yeah, I mean, well, I've taken three. Three that I can remember IQ tests with you, and we always score around the same and around yes. the same spot. So, yes, I don't know yes. whether they're accurate or not, but well, and we know each other's SAT scores and that kind of thing. Um, anyway, enough on IQ. Uh, should I launch into this 32 orgasm lady? Sure, let's do it. I mean, yeah, th well, here we this go. This kind right, of question often gets us. <clears throat> This is this is a hot button for the people that don't like the show. They yes, don't like is. our mansplaining about orgasms, about female orgasms, even though, as I said a couple episodes ago, men have a lot more experience with orgasms and what is and is not an orgasm than women. And I think women should pay attention a little <laughs> more and, and stop talking all the time. We know what an orgasm is because stuff shoots out of our body when we have or spurts or squirts out of our body when we have one. So, you know, that gives us a little bit of more authority on this. Yeah. That's just your male-centric view of orgasms, Mike. It's useful. Look, if one gender, <laughs> I'm trying to think of an analogy, one gender has like some phenomenon that's really easy to identify and the other gender has the phenomenon much more difficult to identify, wouldn't you use the gender that has the easy to identify thing as a way of, you know, saying, oh, this is what the phenomenon is? It makes sense other than saying, oh, no, no, no. Let's just pretend it's this crazy amorphous blob and ignore this uh, scientific evidence we have in front of us. Well, let's see if we can convince a few more people today. So this is a 23-year-old lady, 
She says, a friend made me come 32 times and I blacked out. Should I be scared? Slept with a friend who's into bondage and forced orgasms. Was a little reluctant, but I trust the guy, so didn't mind experimenting a bit. I was comfortably restrained while he kept playing with me, and initially it felt really good, until about halfway, so I guess we're 16 in, uh, it became absolutely unbearable to not thrash around involuntarily. Was begging and pleading, at some point broke down in tears, bawling out loud as each orgasm hit for him for him to stop, but he went on. Had safe words for hard stop, just so no one gets the wrong idea that I was forced in a wrong way. Okay, so she was pretending to want to stop, I guess. At some okay. point, I suddenly felt lightheaded, like a weird buzz, and it went dark. When I regained senses, he had undone a few restraints, how, how magnanimous, which were keeping my legs raised and sprinkling some water on my face, set me up a bit and helped me sip on a glass. Rested for a while, and after I was feeling normal, we, then we had sex until we both came. Okay, so is that the 33rd or the 32nd? 33rd. Uh, Okay. He says it happens at times and is nothing to worry about because there weren't any lasting effects and I was probably hyperventilating resulting in a blackout, which makes sense technically, but I'm still a little worried. Is this like normal with other people too? Should I go see a doctor and be embarrassed like double the time? Help. I don't know what that means. Be embarrassed like double the time. Um, okay. I don't even really know where to begin here. Um, sounds like she was in some sort of restraining harness or device and this man was uh playing her vagina like a skilled fiddle player and yes she believes that uh every so often uh, quite often i'm hoping uh she orgasms and to the point where it became uncomfortable to continue not in the sense she's describing it a little in a a bit confusing terms, but not in the sense that it would be uncomfortable for a man to continue after ejaculating in that it would just be sort of not what you want and kind of almost painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's saying that it it caused her to continue reaching orgasm, asterisk, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> right. and uh, she, um, she's, but, but so, so she's having something. So, Okay. <laughs> Let, but let's clear all the, all the debris here. Yes. She's saying that orgasm number, say, 28 was a painful orgasm. Have you had painful orgasms, Keith? I think I have. I have. Normally, it's okay. you know when I'm having one of my marathon days where I'm just being particularly degenerate sitting at home by myself. And what else am I going to do? Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to say when you had just a succession of lovely young ladies that want to pay yeah. visits. You're sort of like that, a, that too, of course. That goes without saying. You're like, like Genghis Khan, uh-huh. just spreading your seed. Yeah, the, the Pharaoh of Egypt. Yes. Okay. No. So, you, so yeah, you'll have in the, what 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 kind of pain do you experience uh, in the when that happens? It's sort of it's both along like the shaft. It feels like some muscle is sore. Although I don't know if it's actually muscle. It might be some sort of tissue sensitivity. Yeah. <clears throat> And then maybe like right at the head, there might be a little bit of pain too. I feel uh, like I get some pain sort of where I imagine <clears throat> it's inside your body, but where the prostate is. Like there's some kind of like the muscles that mm. spasm there might get tired or yes. something. You have yeah. that too? I forgot that, okay, but so, yes. That so too. that one could be analogous to what a woman would be describing here, right? I mean, so there is something plausible here that maybe like the <clears throat> uh, PC muscle contractions that coincide with orgasm, right, could could become painful and uncomfortable at some point. It's at least plausible yeah. here. Yeah. Muscle pain typically comes 
later. You know, like if you go to the gym and you overdo it on the bench press, usually it's like 20 hours later that the soreness manifests. In fact, DOMS, uh, so-called delayed onset muscle soreness, I think peaks like 48 hours after. So how much do you bench press, Keith? Um, I have not bench pressed lately, but during my Hmm. peak, I could reliably do 155 uh, you know, 10 times or something, but I, I, I practice bench press. I was pretty good at it. Good. And I weigh around um, 155. So yeah. Bench pressing your own weight is excellent, uh, uh, outcome. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I think this might be a little bit different in the sense, I, uh, one thing that made me wonder, so, you know, there's aerobic and anaerobic situations muscles can be in, and I actually don't know whether a, an orgasm is aerobic or anaerobic. Hmm. Probably like is, your, is, your, is your body sprinting? Yeah, I think it's anaerobic. Okay. Maybe women are able to Sudden get their surge. But maybe when they have these waves of orgasms, it's aerobic, right? So they're mm. they're just their 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 muscles are just sort of contracting in some totally different pattern with pleasure just tingling all over their bodies. It's a marathon more than a sprint. Maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. Um I'm skeptical as well. Okay, he had her tied up. He was it's this is not he he did not she says she passed out. That's got to be hyperventilation in my opinion. Well, yeah. So let me read the first comment here because I think it might be yeah. illuminating. Uh this person says, as others have said, there's lots of little things going on here. One, people tend to hold their breath a bit when having an orgasm. That's that's true. Two, people tend to clench muscles when having an orgasm. Three, sexual arousal increases blood flow to genitals causing a small elevation in blood pressure and causes you to sweat. So all of those things could potentially lead to lightheadedness or passing out. Yeah. Do you do you hold your breath during orgasm, Keith? I don't think I do consciously. I, I've played with it a bit when masturbating. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't get the belt out and, you know, auto is, what is it? Autoerotic asphyxiation. I haven't gotten that sophisticated in my experiment. It's been a long time since you did that, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, did I, did I, have I told you that I first learned about autoerotic asphyxiation because some kid, I'll call him uh, Charlie, on the school bus from middle school in eighth grade, he was sitting in front of me. Charlie's sitting in front of me and he turns around and he says, do you guys know what autoerotic asphyxiation is? Uh-huh. I'm like, no. You know, we were talking about video games. They're like, no, what's that, Charlie? Uh, Charlie was actually very popular at the school, so I'm, I'm making him sound stupid, but he wasn't. Uh, and he says, he describes it. And then I was like, how do you, like, something like, how do you know about this? And then he says, oh, my mom told me. No. Okay. I think yes. I know what happened here. Uh, Go on. I know what happened. Go on. So yeah, his mom told him because she was afraid he'd do it. There was a book. <laughs> there was a book that came uh, out yeah. around that time. I thought when, it was okay. Michael. I thought it was, uh, it wasn't Michael Crichton. I thought it might like maybe a John Grisham book. It takes place in like Hong Kong or something. And there's an autoerotic asphyxiation in it. And I read it when I was in like eighth or ninth grade. And it was okay, a bestseller maybe. at the time. And I'm wondering if, uh, you know, it, it yeah. came, you know, if, if it was contemporary then for you as well. I don't know. It might have been in pop culture. Uh, I don't know. But uh, it was surprising and bracing to us the notion that his mother had told him <laughs> about hanging himself while beating off. And I right. thought, my God, like what? What is happening in that household? Like Charlie's Charlie's house must be a very unusual place. Is it, is it a thing that I mean, when I was that age, I was masturbating a lot, but I don't think I'd gotten to the like sort of more <laughs> unusual 
uh, masturbation play things yet. Like everything was so new, you know, I, I had to do all the normal right. things first. I mean, I can see it though. The fear is, you know, that your kid nowadays, I think you, any casual Google search, in fact, uh, if you search on Google, people probably know this, even if they haven't done it, uh, in earnest, if you search like how to kill yourself on Google, mm-hmm. uh, as it should, it says, Hey, here's a national helpline. You yeah. should do that, of course. Yes. Uh, but I bet this one's similar. Like if you try to look up how to strangle yourself while beating off, it probably pops up a thing saying, hey, maybe don't do that. Or if you're going to do it, you know, have a partner there or a, something where if you actually are strangling, it'll let go. Like something that uh, can't sustain all your weight or et cetera. Like obvious things like that to make sure you don't kill yourself. I'm what a checking way to go, on, right? Yeah, I'm checking on Google right now. It, it just gave me a bunch of links to... Interesting know, about what it means. I'm gonna ask. If we were a larger show, we could uh, try to get a, a, a tweet storm going to Google to ask them to to save the autoerotic asphyxiators. <laughs> six people a year die, or whatever it is. It's not zero. It's not zero. Some people die. I guess. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was asking ChatGPT if there was a novel in the '90s that had autoerotic asphyxiation, and yeah, it mentions Infinite Jest, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Yeah. That also has a guy who put his head in a microwave and turned it on. So, yeah, that was a rough way to go. David Foster Wallace uh, so, masterpiece. Yeah, I have to say that I think um, this woman, uh, which is hyperventilating. I, I I generally think that these reports women have of zillions of orgasms. If you hyperventilate mm-hmm. really aggressively, and I've done this before because there's this thing called um, interoceptive therapy. You okay. can do it to yourself. I didn't do it like with a therapist or anything. And the reason to do it is because it's, it's ba- the idea is basically, okay, there's an uncomfortable sensation that you get in your body sometimes. Okay, make it happen, right? So then you okay. can learn to deal with it, right? If you can, okay. if you can trigger it. So let's say there are people that get um, atrial valve, whatever. There, there are people that get like a fluttering heart occasionally. Like a, a fibrillation. Yeah, and, but it's not dangerous in, in most cases. You can get it checked out, of course. Well, if you could make that sensation happen, you could learn to sort of that it's not dangerous. Okay, so this that is like that. sounds dangerous, like getting that your heart in into an unbalanced state. Let's say there was a way to just have the feeling, though. I don't know. Sure, sure, I'm not sure. A doctor, all right, all right. I'm not encouraging. But for but hyperventilation is a way to provoke various anxiety symptoms like uh, lightheadedness, okay. uh, feeling out of control, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Like a lot Maybe of weird things. Maybe the fear of like stepping onto an airplane or, or something like that. Yeah, you exactly. Simulate so by hyperventilating. Exactly. So if you... Um, if you hyperventilate for like two minutes, you'd be surprised. Like it's worth trying. Actually, you're not going to die. Like that's you're you're just getting a lot of oxygen in your in your blood. Uh, well, maybe you should check with your doctor first. I guess we are a public <laughs> podcast, but but yeah. uh, once you've checked with your doctor, they'll probably say no, you won't. It won't kill you. And there is this very valid form of therapy that uses this. Lots of crazy things happen when you hyperventilate. That's the point. And so, and I've done this. And, I've never tried. Yeah, you feel crazy and like. Well, haven't you for scuba, don't you sometimes do various things to uh, lengthen or alter your breathing or lengthen how long you can hold your breath or thing? I mean, because it might be similar. Uh, not for scuba. With scuba, okay. with scuba, you want to have very easy, steady breathing. In fact, it's important to have your breathing be steady and not. So you'd want to do the opposite. With free yeah. diving, um, you might imagine that they would hyperventilate before they do these deep holding their breath dives, but apparently hyperventilating doesn't help indeed hurts like it's better to be in like a relaxed state or something uh or at least so i've heard or read i found that it, uh, i'm in a master's swim group in the mornings uh and they'll have us uh the the coach two days a week is i think 
trying out for the Olympics, so it's absurd. He has us do things that what? we probably shouldn't be doing. But he, uh, I think, I think so. Uh, he's a, he's he was a collegiate uh, NCAA champion sh- champion swimmer. Okay, uh, and he's like 22 years old. <laughs> and he's coaching uh, very, you. Very That's... impressive specimen. Yeah, it's well, he needs money. Life. I think. <laughs> I know. I guess so. <laughs> I know. Um, but he'll have a swim across the pool uh, without breathing, and I've definitely yeah. found hyperventilating before that helps. So there's certain. But oh, anyway, you can get these symptoms, and I and I think that people could try this with their doctor's consent, and. I think that a lot of these experiences that women have can be attributed to potentially hyperventilation as opposed to orgasm. But this just gets back to that conversation about women are experiencing something they call an orgasm that maybe a man wouldn't call an orgasm. I see. So fine. Was this all, this was all a long-winded way of saying through hyperventilating, she might be getting herself into some sort of euphoric state, some sort of orgasm-esque state. I think that's what this, these wave quote unquote orgasms that women claim to have that are not analogous or to, to the male orgasm. I think that's what they are. I think they're well, just hyperventilating. They're in this very sort of like pleasure. There is pleasure. Uh, they're with this guy or whoever woman, this partner that they feel really strongly toward. They're having all these sort of emotional experiences and then you hyperventilate. Okay. Well then yeah. why can't I hyperventilate to give myself 32 orgasms? Okay. Well, I have done this before. Uh, I, <laughs> Did so you when I was much younger. You, you capped out at nine. No, but I did try. <laughs> This is this is probably equivalent to autoerotic association, but with with no. Although again, check with your doctor. Risk. I tried when I was a kid, probably in my I don't know, eighteen or something, beating off and then hyperventilating and then holding my breath when I orgasmed. Definitely made it stronger. Huh. Uh, and I remember feeling really fucked up afterward, like I was going to pass out, like there was some weird stuff going on. I to the point where I didn't really like it because like it was the after effect, but but that few seconds of orgasm was definitely heightened by uh, putting a lot of oxygen in my blood and then holding my breath. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was told by someone I dated briefly that, uh, yeah, there's two things going on when, uh, there's two things that could be going on when a woman asks you to choke her. The first is she might just like the sort of dominant aspect of you know having a hand on her throat um and then the second is she might actually like to restrict the flow of oxygen to her brain and there's sort of two different things there and when somebody asks you to choke them you should figure out which one of those two it is because the latter is much more difficult and dangerous and indeed not what most people typically want like most women aren't going for some sort of asphyxiation play they just want the dominant play I think in that case, it wouldn't be asphyxiation. It would be occluding like the carotid artery or something. So actually decreasing blood flow to the brain. Yes. Yeah. Does that have a different effect? It must have a different effect. It's just immediate, right? I mean, if if you, uh, uh, for example- I get uncomfortable just thinking about it. Okay. In Alabama, they just, and and there was a lot to do about this, put to death a man. This is sort of interesting, actually. With nitrogen. With nitrogen gas, yes. Yeah. And that that stops oxygen from getting to his brain. It replaces it. It doesn't. You don't have the. You don't have the same sensation of smothering because the CO two doesn't build up if you breathe in the nitrogen. So a couple points there. One, yes. Once you once your body sort of just has nitrogen, you pass out really quickly. Okay. Really quickly, like surprisingly quickly. Like your brain, okay. which is really more humane of oxygen. than the other ways of killing inmates. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, uh, it's a, helium and nitrogen are ways that people who want to commit suicide because they have terminal diseases will do it. Uh, that is a thing. So it's painless. And it quick. could be humane. However, however, 
what the reports were with this man, and I totally get it. He oh, held no. his breath. Uh. Right. Because, well, I, look, I, it'd be very hard to imagine being in that situation, but I get it, right? He's like, I can live, maybe the machine will break. Yeah. You know, may, I'll live in another like 30 it. seconds, whatever. So yeah. I'm not going to breathe. I think, I want That's to think in that situation that I would breathe the nitrogen just to get it over with and have it be painless, yeah. but he did not. And I understand that. And that's, that's what makes it hard is that like you can't in execution scenarios, the person's not going to comply. <laughs> yeah. And so you can't assume they'll do the quote unquote right thing to die. Peacefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in any event. It's yeah. So these, so these, uh, yeah, these, um, the hyperventilation, I think, uh, will have, uh, yeah. So, okay. You're saying, Oh, so I wanted to say there's a third, a third reason why they might want to be choked, and that's because they're filming you and they want to call the police or extort <laughs> money from you. Yes. Right? So be, be wary of evil that. women out there always trying to entrap men. Yes. There's there there is so there this uh, podcast that I've run across on t- TikTok but never listened to. Uh, uh, it's this woman who hates she's very she's very misogynistic. Oh, yeah. I think even she might admit that, but she um she claims that in a lot of cases women will use they will get their husbands to uh snap or get upset at them or whatever uh in front of a camera and then they'll send that footage to the police to sort of like win in a breakup scenario where their kids and so forth this is a claim that she makes she also she further claims that men who have this done to them there's an incidence of them then committing suicide i have no evidence for this but this is just something she claims well i don't know if those are correlated. I mean, surely having your life ruined by a woman would increase the suicide ideation, but whether it's directly correlated with the... Well, well it's a strategy, she's claiming, that there are women who would adopt that as a strategy, which is similar to what I was saying with... It was what I was thinking of when I said the thing with the choking. It's far-fetched to me, but there are people that... I've, I, I didn't make it up. There are people that say this I happens. Didn't, I didn't watch the details of the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial, but I think that was the accusation against Amber Heard was that she was... She had like various recordings, but the argument was that they were taken out of context. Something, something, something. I don't know. Anyway, all yeah, right, so... Know. This woman uh, probably did not orgasm 32 times, or at least not in the way that youth and I think of orgasms. It's, it's yeah, it, well, I mean, I, actually, I, I, I don't know, because you have described having a very high incidence rate of PIV <laughs> orgasms with your partners. So I actually mentally think of these as Keith, Keithgasms. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. I don't think yeah. I, I don't think... I've had a unusual amount of PIV or- orgasms. I mean, I've I've encountered women who can do that sometimes. Oh, okay. It's it's just that through my general array of tricks, which is mostly oral or digital stimulation, I can if a woman is communicative or open to it or able to orgasm easily. I think yeah, I think I have like somewhat above average skill in that regard. I mean, you know, I'm 43, you know, I've been around the block a couple times, I think compared to yeah. like the average 20 year old, I'm probably a bit better, but I don't so think this that is I'm a like, little different than what you know, I thought. Virtuoso I thought you, or anything. I thought you were saying that there was some, that your experience was that in some large majority of cases in women seem to have orgasms or something they would characterize as an orgasm during the PIV phase. No, of no, your no, 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 play. no, 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 I see. No, I don't think I have some amazing grinding or or penile angle or anything well you know i mean my thought my thought on that would be it's much more likely that it's there it's an emotional thing where they're you're getting them i think there are men who have that experience and that women tend to fake more with certain men than with others because 
Well, there could also be. Expects it. Yes, I'm sure there are certain men that get faked with more because they're egos yes. or maybe they feel dangerous. So the woman wants to, I don't know, something, something. Um, but you could also imagine there's a kind of man where women feel more comfortable and so are able to orgasm. Everything else being equal are able to orgasm why, more easily. Why would she orgasm more if he feels more dangerous? Well, you can imagine her orgasming more if he feels more dangerous or more safe, depending on the sort of trauma history of that woman. And it could be more and less exciting. Okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Even it if just she depends. didn't have trauma, maybe she's just into that. She's into sure. uh, more and less sort of aggressive experiences. That makes sense. Sure. Uh, I yeah, think I, mean, I, would, the, I would make yeah. a loose argument that the women who enjoy various more aggressive, more dominant, more mean play uh, are probably more likely than average that to have had some sort of trauma in their past, but maybe that's wrong. I don't know. I concur with that general view. I'm not sure if there's good evidence, but I've well, heard it's it. Hard to, it's right. hard to collect evidence for that study. Yeah. Um, all that right, let's sense. move on. Um, let's see here. <laughs> all right. I like this one. My boyfriend comments on Reddit porn. Should I be concerned? Uh, now the details here are not that, important for the discussion I want to have, which is, is it weird to comment on porn? But we'll get to that conversation. I want to read this just because it's kind of funny. Uh, you mean this is comment, a, hang on, you mean like post a comment on the porn site? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's real he's weird. He's like but logging in, yeah. he's creating an account, and he's like commenting on porn across the internet. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like it. I, yeah. Well, you know, Keith, I, I mean, with my subreddit, r slash uh, curated amateur porn, I mm-hmm. uh, which is now has twenty eight thousand members, I think. Bravo! Growing, growing quickly. Um, it a fair number of people comment on the porns that I post, and a I lot, often they think I'm the woman. I know. They're like, "You're hot. You got a tight vag." I'm like, "I'm a dude." <laughs> but okay, so so it, yeah, but but in terms of percentages, it's well under one percent of them that ever post. Anything. Yes. Yeah, it's the same. And the as, most common thing to post is like, who is that? Which right. makes better, you know, makes more sense. Like they just want they just want more. <laughs> I just can't imagine. Well, okay. All right. So this is a 29-year-old woman. Her boyfriend's 27. Uh, my boyfriend's porn preferences are BBW. Do you know what that is? That's big, beautiful women, which is an oxymoron. Yeah. Trap. Do you know what trap porn is? Like her vaginas? No, I don't. Is it bear trap? I don't know. I don't know what trap porn is. I'm googling it right now. Trap porn videos. Sometimes trap. it's an acronym. Is it all caps? I'm getting links. No, I'm getting links to Pornhub and X video here. Okay, oh, what are you seeing? Well, what? Why don't you look it up yourself? Oh. Okay. You don't want me to say or? Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's I, transsexual. I think it just, means, just means trans porn. I think. Let, here, yeah, here's it. Let's go to what what is Astolfo gets porn? railed and filled. Okay, what, it's a what term does it stand that, for? Is a term that originated from the anime and manga communities and has been used in various ways across different contexts, often referring to characters who cross dress or are andro- androgynous, leading others to mistake their gender. However, the term has been widely criticized for being offensive and derogatory. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Particularly towards Mm. transgender and non-binary individuals as it implies deception or trickery regarding one's own gender. Okay. All right. So, all right, let's continue. All right. BBW trap black women with white men. So those are the three things he likes. 
His last girlfriend was thicker and black, and the girlfriend before was Latina. I'm a white cis woman with blonde hair, and I'm on the slimmer side. I feel like I don't match his preferences. I do know that people hmm. can be attracted to more than one type, and porn doesn't always mirror what you want in reality. Is that true? I think that I uh, is it true? The, the main porn... thing I was going to react to is I think that the I do think that guys tend to prefer porn where the guy in the porn is their like ethnicity and stuff. I think that's well, like a real sure. Thing. But like setting that aside, if they're often watching, for example, Latina porn, is that completely orthogonal to like what they want in real life? I bet it at least strongly correlates. If 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 the person has a clear preference, then yes. Yes. Okay. Like I, I kind of like watching anal porn, but I'm not like super anal obsessed in in general. What is it about the anal porn that you like? I don't know. It feels like dominant or something. Huh. Huh. Yeah. I usually don't like it because it's more performative seeming to me. Well, yeah, that's true. I don't like that about it as, as well. It's yeah, yeah, you can tell they're just sort of going through the motions. All right, anyway. I like the right. anal porn. I like the anal porn where it's a surprise and she's in pain. Meaning it, wrong hole. I like that, but that's for a different reason. I just okay, think that's it's kind like, of that's funny. well, I mean that's still like imposition dominance play. It's not, but I just like it because it's like amusing. Like I would like it if something happened to the guy too. It's more like watching the Three Stooges or something. It's not. <laughs> I don't like it in a sexy sense. I like it as like, oh wow, Let's that must have hurt. Okay, that's like gonna leave a mark. <laughs> yeah, fine. All right. So she uh, she uh, graced us with a few of the comments he made. Are are you ready? Yes. Okay. So these uh, are comments he posted on Pornhub. Well, she doesn't say where, but okay, but I think more on porn videos somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So on a non-porn related post, he said that he found his car and his wife with one video. I don't know what that one means. All right. In response to a trap post, he asked, where are the most popular places for trans women to live? And said he wants to move there and find a wife. Okay. Here's another one. He said wife material in response to another trap post. In response to a BBW post, he said that he'd want to get their number and ask to make content with them. Content in okay. this context is obviously porn. Uh, all right, let me let me just finish uh, what she wrote here. We've been together for two years. We recently had a convo where I said that my end goal long-term is to get married. He agreed. This was our only convo about marriage. Why is he repetitively thinking about other people as wife material? He never said the word wife about anything that has to do with me. I listed all of the comments he made on porn subs. So two out of three mentioned wife. I feel that if you're in a serious relationship, it seems inappropriate to comment that over and over again. It's like you have wife searching on your mind. Looking to hear people's perspectives on how you'd feel in this situation. Is this something that is porn driven and deviated from reality or is it problematic? All right. First of all, you do see this like wife comment on porn and like thirst trap images all across the internet. So I don't necessarily think, look, there's some, several other things that I think excludes this man as a uh, marriage possibility. But setting those aside, I don't necessarily think that him flippantly, you know, saying I want to wife her up on various things means that, you know, he's not marriage minded. Now, this man definitely has some uh issues that might not make him the best partner ever, but uh how do, so you're saying I mean, what I got out of that is you read so like uh, the comments. Like <laughs> I'm on Pornhub. I just went to Pornhub to a random porn uh, sort of an odd one and I'm scrolling down and you have to scroll pretty far to get the comments. Oh, come on. And there man. this is more what like, I would expect by the way. The top comment is 
guess we're taking it on faith that there's a cream pie. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> this is like Larry David comments on porn. <laughs> He's like, look, if I don't see it, it didn't happen. <laughs> we're just taking no, it on faith that they're like, actually having sex let's at say all. You're, let's say you're watching TikTok and there's, you know, some beautiful young woman and, you know, you click the comments. Like there's going to be all kinds of people saying like, oh, that's perfect wife material or whatever. Like it's just like a common trope in response to uh, an attractive thing happening on those pretty simped out Pornhub or TikTok or Reddit or wherever. Yeah. They're trying to, they're trying to simp. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't, they're just trying to, they're just trying to, I don't know. It's like some white knighting thing or they're trying to tease a response. I don't know why I, I, I can't imagine commenting on. This is the problem to me. It's not his interest in porn. It's not any of that. It's that, it suggests low something like maybe the, maybe he should take that IQ test we took like this posting <laughs> comments like that. It just shows like he's an idiot because it's not. You know what it's like? It's like that Seinfeld episode where the, where, where Elaine finds out her boyfriend is uh, paints his face for the, the New Jersey Devils. You seen that episode? And she's like, you're oh, a yeah. face painter. It's right. like that. It's yeah, just like, it's like you're, yeah. he was already, you know, not that smart of a guy that is the point. But like, here you go. It's like, wait a minute. You're a porn commenter. Like, right. What? I yeah, it's not all, great. You guys all lived in your mom's basement. Okay. So, all right, a few things. Is there any comment that your partner could make on internet porn that would not uh, level him down? Well, the one I just read. The one I just read is kind of funny because they're basically like, they're, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just trolling them, which I think is kind of funny. Who's I mean, that? something that's just, yeah. Who's that famous guy that like, for, for like a decade, like w- would post like funny comments on stuff? Yes, I forget his name. I can't remember yes. it either. All right, if we remember, we'll put it in the in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some there, right? So there could be. I mean, so commenting can be its own form of art creativity. Yes, yes. And so there, I have no issue. Um, I have no issue if it's okay. Of course, advertising. Like, let's say you were like, uh, um, I have tried for the my porn subreddit posting each time. It's too much work. But when I, when I would take a porn, I would post, "Hey, I cross posted it here." Okay, that's mm-hmm. just marketing, right? And mm-hmm. it, it's actually effective. Like some people would thumbs it up, or like the the actual yeah, woman yeah, yeah, would yeah. be like, "Oh, thanks." No, that's um, a, that's in a different category than like. Yeah, but while you're dick in hand, you know, masturbating to um, transsexual porn, you uh, feel the impetus to leave a comment. I think and- this. <laughs> I think this must be the same impetus that, or the same impulse that people have on cam sites to interact with the women. Yeah. My, imp- my impulse is always immediately to troll them. To Yours is like, to hey, troll. They're... Yes. Yeah. Of yeah. course. There's someone. I, I see someone through your curtain. I think they're coming for you or whatever. Like say some <laughs> from wacky shit to them. Uh, but but there's a lot of guys. I mean, the vast majority just sort of play along and they talk to them. And the thing is, like, if you read on Cam Girl Problems subreddit, these are the whales. These are the people they get money out of. So like they're oh, for sure. like they, these they're, are real people. They're broken and delusional. I guess. I like I mean I got to think this is I I think like I don't know what's going on in this particular woman's situation but I think a lot of this commenting and participating only fansing and all this stuff this is just this set of men that you never think of that are sort of chubby, you know, 23-year-old whatever, maybe Asian, maybe white guy. I'm just imagining like kind of a type. <laughs> kind of nerdy, plays video games. Yeah. And like they're just they're not, it's really hard for them to get with a woman because yeah, they just get excluded. Like on a dating app, their ELO score is like negative. Yeah. But why you know? are they? <sighs> okay. What else have they got, man? 
Like they're 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 excluded from the the chance of them getting of to, to interact with a vagina short of a prostitute is basically zero. I actually don't know yeah. what happens to people like that. I think I think it's rough. And and uh, you know one of the things um, my wife has pointed out to me before because a lot of the conversations we have and it's more fun to talk about women that are above a certain attractiveness bar. But she's pointed out to me that it's the same thing for women that are unattractive too. Right? Let's say you're like a woman who's like a three. You know, yeah. you're just whatever. You're just not pretty. Okay. Wow. Like it's sort of similar. Like what are you, you just not, you, all these things that a guy might say like, oh, women can this, women can do that. Women can act so petulant and they can yeah. get all these likes. Uh, dating apps are so easy for them. Like she would say to me, yeah. like, you know, there's definitely women who get that no don't matches. That experience. Right. Absolutely. And there's actually quite a lot of them. And so I think it's sort of similar. And yeah, you could think, what are the female behaviors there? I mean, they're going to be a bunch of nutty things too. Like uh, these people who are obsessed with Taylor Swift or whatever. I think there's lots of attractive women who are obsessed with Taylor Swift. Sure, but but the modal, like like, I, whatever. There's all these cultural behaviors. Yeah, that sure. Maybe I, aren't I, that I, different I than commenting on porn. The spirit of what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't want to talk about like the the trans thing here, but if your partner <laughs> is watching porn that substantially deviates from what you can offer, is that reason for concern? Let's argue by extremes. Yes. Let's let's say they're watching, uh, you're you're, you're gay and they're constantly okay. watching heterosexual porn. Is that reason for concern? Yes. If you're okay. gay and they're constantly watching hetero porn, then I would suggest, yeah. particularly if it's a woman watching hetero porn, then I a man that's just weird because it's like men usually have more fixed preferences. So he's at least yeah. bi, right? Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, I think it's clearly. Uh, a red or yellow flag. What if? Okay, here's here's a here's maybe a more nuanced case. Let's say you have um, small breasts and your partner is constantly watching porn with you know big jugs, uh, busty naturals, you know the various tropes there. Yeah, I mean, I think that would. I think that would. I I know that a woman in that situation would be upset, or it could be vice versa, right? Yeah. Uh, you're she a, could have you're, big you're, breasts, and they they prefer you know lean. It's usually going to be the first one. Of it's course, usually but... me the first one. Let's be realis- realistic. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that look, it's bothersome because I think that women are always worried. Men are too, but women, I think, more have like this kind of core neurosis that like they're going to get left, right? And so, can yeah. you make can you make some sort of argument that um, you know you have what you have to eat for dinner every day? Maybe you want to look at pictures at, at something else, and and that can, can be like, innocent that. and tolerable. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it still bothers them. Like if you have the choice between revealing to your small breasted partner that you spend a lot of time looking at large breasted porn and not revealing it, I would choose the second one. Yeah. I'd be like, look, maybe just don't say that because yeah, unless, yeah because you're not going to, unless you're going to do something about it, it just doesn't do any good. And she's definitely going to be like, huh, what, what, what's going on here? Um, yeah. Yeah. It was similar, similar to with ethnicity, um, trans, non-trans, any of these things, they're going to be worried about it. And I think you should ask yourself that question because, yeah, you have to ask, like, why are, why are you consuming this so much? Um, like, are, yeah. are you being fair to your partner? I feel like if you could look at my porn watching, I probably, probably like 70 or 80% focuses on, you know, a few obvious genres that I, that I prefer. But every once mm-hmm. in a while, I'll sort of stray into other waters and some sometimes that can get me there so i think there's like a normal amount and then there's an abnormal amount 
Have you found your consumption of male kind of dominant blowjob porn to go up in the last, say, six months? Because you mentioned <laughs> that like you've been thinking about that act more. Yeah. As we've discussed, like your aversion to blowjobs and like this yes. notion that like maybe taking control. Have, have you found that have you found that that has led into some more porn porn uh, consumption or uh, deciding if like revealing anything here is exposing no, in you a can way say that I don't want to. No I don't really comment. care. No, no I okay. mean I think I I have been watching more blowjob porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying awesome. to learn. I'm trying to learn to like it, man. You know, I'm, I'm making. Yeah. A, a, giving a good faith effort here. And you but the and key here you've uh, you've agreed with the general premise that making yourself the more dominant character is something that you think it's possible women enjoy and that you might enjoy more or something like that. There's some like opening yes. there where you're thrusting more than uh just sitting back and receiving or something. Correct. Yeah, whereas before I thought blowjobs were more of like a passive receiving act that I think they usually really... are. Yeah. yeah. Well, it depends. Look, I think you're just making your ultimate transition from being a twink to a real manly man. <laughs> uh, well, I'm already. I wish I had like a good comeback here. I don't. So let's just move on before I embarrass myself further. All right. <laughs> um, let's talk about hall passes. Uh, do you know mm. what that expression means? It's when uh, one or both partners agree to let the other one have one or more experiences extramaritally or extra relationship uh, with. That's right. Out any consequences, and of course, there are always consequences, people. Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, this person uh, is a 26-year-old man, and his fiance is a 25-year-old woman. He says, "My fiance gave me a hall pass. My fiance is my first. So the man here was." has had just one partner and it's who he's engaged to. It's created a bit of weirdness in our relationship. It hasn't necessarily been an issue for us. I've learned to not get in my head about her history, but she has this fear that at some point I want to experience someone else and I'd be lying if I haven't thought about it. She told me if I ever feel like I need that experience, I could, I could, and she just doesn't want to know about it. I've been considering it lately, but I can't get past the feeling that I'd be cheating on her. I don't feel like it's something I need to do, but I'm a guy in my mid-20s and it's very tempting. Well, sir, I have good news. You're not unusual here. Um, What's the bad news? I don't think, okay. I thought the first response here was was good and pretty succinctly expresses the issues. All right. This is a terrible idea. I can understand why your girlfriend came up with it, but the fact that it's a don't ask, don't tell situation suggests that she's not actually comfortable with it. Instead, she feels anxious. And like a lot of people, when they feel anxious, she's making some bad decisions as to a way to settle that anxiety. Maybe she should hyperventilate to practice. Anyway, think about it. Yes. If you if you go out and use this hall pass, but you're not supposed to tell her you did, then you have the secret that you're keeping from her and that will likely weigh on you. Meanwhile, if she thinks you might be using it, this is going to create additional anxiety for her, especially if you go out of town for some reason or you unexpectedly stay late at school or work or whatever. Or she finds out that you did use it and realizes she didn't actually want you to do it. Uh, and so that creates issues of jealousy, disappointment, or resentment. In other words, I can see a lot of ways that this goes badly for both of you and very few scenarios in which this is something healthy and enjoyable for your relationship. Yeah, I think he said it, basically. Um, now, I think, yeah, go ahead. Let's say you are setting aside how she feels for a moment and you're just trying to self-maximize. <laughs> um, he said some things that uh, imply that his mental state after committing such an act might not be great and he might be racked with jealousy and feelings of guilt. And so maybe for this particular man, he shouldn't do this. But I can imagine a man for whom 
going out and um, tasting some other fruit might actually be positive in some way in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I think the the, the challenge I think I see about this. Okay, there are a couple things. One is that I think it probably be it's probably better for women to just come to terms with the reality that men want to have sex with other women <laughs> like okay. have a base desire and need to do that and that's what's be that's that's an element of what's behind porn and so forth like it, it they, they're just men have like a, a wandering eye or whatever and it, it, it turns us on sexually it's part of the fun of our lives um so 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 porn i think that a woman you can pretend like you're going to tell a guy not to do it but he will uh, you can go up a level from that, maybe to something like cam girls where there could be a relationship. Uh, I mean, it's annoying if a guy's throwing tokens at the cam girl because it's just wasting money, but like, <laughs> I don't know, there's, there's a, you know, there's a, there's another level there. And then you could go all the way, uh, to something like the Star Trek holodeck. Let's imagine a virtual reality situation where you could have sex with a virtually reality person. And then there's some android that comes in and cleans up all the spooge afterward uh, from the room and the next person can use it or something. Maybe you own your own holodeck. Doesn't matter. Uh-huh. I think all of these are behaviors that I think realistically like a guy would want to do and it's just sort of tricky. They're basically all forms of masturbation. The issue I have here that I don't think he addresses at all is there's another person involved, Right. It's not just him, his partner. It's there's this other person. And well, that's where I think I would get blocked. Okay. So if you're going to go to a prostitute, mm-hmm. okay, but then you're taking, there's risks. There's like real things about going to a prostitute. And also I think you'd have to ask, well, most, I think most men go to prostitutes because they don't have access to a willing partner. I think that's like the truth of it. Guys aren't just like, or they want such variety that they don't want to be with a partner. But I think it's usually even married men. I think it's like a dead bedroom where they wind up with a prostitute. Yeah. I- We've yeah. talked about this a bit, but it's been a long time ago. But yeah, when I was dating uh, somebody in the past, um, she was sort of poly ENM friendly. And mm-hmm. we used to sort of have this debate about whether it was even realistic for a man. So, all right, a woman who's poly gets on Tinder and says, uh, I'm married, or in our case, I, you know, she had a boyfriend. Um, yeah. But. You know, she's interested in, you know, hookups or, you know, in a, a short-term relationships for fun. Like almost every man who would swipe on her generally is still going to swipe yes. Like just because she's yes. not available for a long-term dating relationship doesn't lower her, uh, the amount of interest. Could be in better. Yeah. A lot yeah. of men would be like, this is great. Um, yes. And then for a man, if I go on fucking Tinder and I say, I have a girlfriend uh, I'm just looking for something fun. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't, I'm a decent looking guy. I barely get any matches anyway. And when I right. do, it's, it's, you know, like pulling teeth to get anyone to go on a date. If I went on there and right. said that I have a girlfriend, like, there's just no way. So then it was like, well, um, and then she would say like, well, you know, there's, there are various uh, kink communities and, uh, you know, websites yes. for, but like, then it's like, okay, well now I'm getting a woman who's like minus four from me. Right, because you know the the amount of women who are interested in that versus the amount of men is like f- four orders of magnitude, and so you know, so then it's like okay, well, I could go on these apps and light. And women. she has a lot of she's going to have a lot of mileage on her too, if you want to call it. Uh, that. Sure, I mean, it's, it's not it's it has the similar problems 
to a porn star, prostitute, whatever. I mean, you, like there's STI things. You can resolve those things in various ways, but it's just more complicated. It's not like somebody yeah. who has a body count of five. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind the mileage issue as much as, much as you do, but I, I can see that's um, a potential problem. You could imagine the man bo- being bothered by it. You could imagine his partner being bothered by it. It's, right. you know, but let's just say the man it's, it's, you're, you're saying things that kind of rhyme with that to me. Somebody who's more promiscuous, somebody who is less attractive. Well, okay, fine. Forget about promiscuous, less attractive. These things tend to go together. They're ho- lower value because, you know, super attractive, if a super attractive woman was in some sort of kink community that was poly, I mean, which I hope she doesn't have a day job because she's going to be very busy. If you right. know what I mean? Like it's not as common. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah she's, she's like. Yeah, everyone would be interested. Yeah, so and it's not. And let me just say one more thing: it's not common because that's not the normal, quote unquote, normal baseline female goal, right? Women don't generally want to be part of some sort of weird commune of, of sex, right, right? Generally, and so if they have that power that you get out of being attractive and so on and so forth, they're going to use it to kind of get a situation that's more fitting to what they want, typically. Yeah. Well, and at least for me, I imagine that some of the lure of having an extra relationship relationship is yeah you get like the seduction and like the the sort of chemicals you get from a new partner now there's all kinds of problems there like you're probably gonna especially like once you've had sex with this new partner you're probably gonna prefer them for a while and i don't know how people work through that but you're getting you're getting it like actually the the key thing i wanted to say with the third person which is it's, it's it's sort of a sterile interaction right well, it's either sterile and not that compelling, or it's super compelling and now you have a problem. And I don't yeah. know how you like b- go down the middle, the middle there. And you'll hear people in like various poly communities and say like, "No, it's not like that. Like there is no jealousy." And I'm like, "Okay, but <laughs> is there? I mean, it's a good thing there's no jealousy because I think like biochemically you're going to be hyper bonded to this new person that you're sleeping with." Right. Um, and not to mention just like the newness of like having conversations with a new person and, and that kind of stuff. So anyway, this we're, we're getting right. off, and, the tra- and I mean, off track here a little well, bit. Well, no, but it's, 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 it's important because it's like the, the, so you have, you can find a poly community. That's going to be complicated by the way, because this guy's partner will have to be involved in that. They're not going to just take his word for it, that he's in this relationship where he has this hall pass, right? So she now has to be directly involved. If not, if not, he's right. going to have trouble getting into a poly community because they're not going to believe him because a lot of guys, it's, it's sort of like a nudist colonies or whatever. They're not a lot of women, not a lot of attractive women. I mean, it's just, or, or sex clubs. Yeah. They don't let single men in for a reason. Um, <laughs> and then, so then it's, it's, yeah, he might become there, yeah, like you said, there, there's, there's, he doesn't find it that compelling, so it's sterile. He finds it super compelling, and now he's got a problem because he's thinking about this new woman all the time. But then there's also the experience this woman has. Basically, she's getting to be in this kind of fake relationship with this dude who's married or in a relationship or whatever, and that doesn't end that well. I mean, it could end with a stalker. Right. It could end with like uh, self-harm. It could end with... Um, Lots of weird, well, stalker, stalker is a good one, right? Yeah. Just lots of weird things could happen. You're, you're now sort of back in high school or college where, you know, Stacy's mad because you went out with her <laughs> friend and, yeah. you know, but it's more serious maybe because they're adults. And if he's not totally honest with everybody, which he probably wouldn't be. Now you have this third person who has really valid grievances. Um, and is it really fair to him to, to do that to his wife to basically make it? So there's this, and, and yeah. <laughs> 
And like yeah. in many cases, the woman he finds, if it might be unstable, right? Because a woman who's willing to, even if he tells her the truth, well, it's like, you have to ask yourself what kind of, why, why is she saying yes to this? Right. Yeah. If he lies to her, well, now she's been lied to. And so anyone's unstable if they've been lied to. I mean, I would be I, too. I'd be pissed. I used to try to make the argument um, that the the harm minimizing strategy would be to lie to the third person and basically time box it on like one or two dates. And, you know, you're going to be a gentleman. You're going to take them out to nice meals. You're going to be kind to them. Um, but uh, at the end, you could even like tell them maybe that would be the most ethical thing. You could be like, look, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I'm engaged and... Uh, this was all just a selfish ruse on my part. Yikes. Um, I mean, look, it's not and great. My, and right? my wife's like, in uh, on it. Yeah. And my wife knows. So like, yeah, you can go ahead or my fiance is so in on it. You can, yeah. You can go ahead and, and talk to her about it. And Yikes. I'm really sorry if, if um, your feelings are hurt by this, but like all of, and, and look, that is awful and uh, is sort of unethical. But like, if you want to have a realistic chance of, um, you know, the, the man in a hall pass situation being able to go out and like find available sex. Like, I really don't know a way to do it that gets like an actual compelling partner. Um, and so, well, I think the other option is the sterile thing. So basically you could go on seeking arrangement or one of these platforms. Sure. Sure. Find a woman where yeah, you, you say, look, money I'm married. Problem. Yeah. You can I'm married. Problem. And, and maybe, and I actually, I actually think it's likely more than possible, I think it's likely that on something like Seeking Arrangement, you could find somebody where it's not that sterile, where you could tell her, it's hard when it's this situation. I think the much more common is the dead bedroom situation where the guy's, yeah. and so she's like, look, he's married, but not really in a relationship. So then she might kind of get into it, you know, and, and feel something for you, but she's, it, but everything's up front and it's m- going to be more sterile. Right. And so I think, I think that's probably the harm, the biggest harm reducing uh, way to do it. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. You said you said you used to think lying to the third party was the most harm reducing. I'm curious if like that's cha- you have oh, another. I think the most think- harm. I think the most harm reducing now is just for the man to like deal with his sexual frustration. I think I think most poly wow. stuff is uh, unlikely to work in the long term. You think? Hang on. You think that? Let's say you take a sixty uh, year old man, fifty five year old man, whatever. He 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 works out regularly. He's in yeah. good shape. He he's still sexually functional. He's married. They have not had sex in three years. You think the best option for him is to, okay, let's let's say for whatever reason he doesn't want to get divorced. He doesn't want to like deal with the issue up front. I yeah. know that's the best option. It's just to maybe deal there's with kids it. or whatever. Yeah, you think it's better for him just to bottle it up than to get on like seeking arrangement or something, assuming he can afford it. I'm not sure mm-hmm. that's right. I'm not sure I agree with you. Yeah, I'm not. You might be right. Actually, I, I just think like, I, I, yeah. Okay. I mean that does. Uh, describe a lot of the men on seeking arrangement, which is like, yeah. they're like, look, for the health of my marriage, I need to do this. Um, That's right. And they found that the bottling up thing just creates like rage. And so there's yeah. just like conversations don't go well. And yeah, re- resentment. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. I've, 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 yeah, I I've thought of, I've thought of seeking arrangement as like an interesting escape valve for that, for society. So it's, so, I mean, they, it's illegal technically, or like it, they, they chase them around legally, but like it isn't, hasn't been shut down, which, you know, maybe there's some congressmen on there. They're hosted um, offshore. Okay. But, 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 uh, there have been sites like that, um, that have been shut down. It was the back, back page comes to mind that like got Wasn't replaced like the Ash- entire site. Ashley Madison and, uh, that one may uh, still no. exist. 
Hmm. I don't remember. But they've had ones that got raided by the, and they were like their sites changed over to just the Department of Justice logo. I remember that. <laughs> um, they, they, pu- they published the username list. It's, it was frustrating because I couldn't find my whores, my, my yeah. typical, no, I'm just kidding. It's a tough Probably. time for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <that's> the, <laughs> um, yeah. All right, let's do one more before we wrap yeah. up here. Uh, we haven't done our uh, scatal- scata- scatological, scatological, how, how do you say that word? Maybe. Yeah, got a lot segment of for a while. All right. Boyfriend got mad because I farted during anal. It happened last week uh, and it was only our second time doing anal. anal. Uh, he finished in my bum and pulled out. I was on all fours and oh. he was sitting behind me fingering my pussy to get me off. Oh, all of a sudden, not... I let out the longest, noisiest fart of my life from all of the air buildup. He stopped getting yeah. me off and kind of freaked out. He was like, what the fuck? That's disgusting. Can't you hold it? I was shocked. In the moment, I was too stunned to defend myself, so I just said sorry. But like, what the fuck? I'm completely bewildered. I could tell him he should expect that sort of thing during anal, but it also seems like if he got mad about that, then he's already a lost cause. I don't know what to do. I'm thinking I shouldn't do anal, but I actually like it a lot and I don't want to stop. Advice? Also, I would have thought that most guys finding farting after anal to be no big deal or maybe even like it. Is that true? Uh, No, that is not true. I think that farting generally- Yeah, for sure not true. Right. I agree with both parties here. Like, I understand why she's sort of offended and think he's being immature about like the physics of the situation. But also, if I'm like down there um, fingering her uh, post nut, isn't it? And, and you know, doing my best, and then you know she, she rips a fart. Um, I I can't imagine i would be thrilled with it i, I certainly wouldn't be uh turned on as she seems to hope might have been it's sort of an case. unforced error though because i mean you basically have this like loaded gun pointed at your face she's on she's she still was on her hands and knees i think <laughs> uh, unclear, I, I feel like but 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 for the sake of the story sure i feel like in these situations women will often not always but often inf- defer to the man kind of orchestrating what's happening and so he could easily have orchestrated this so that she went to the bathroom and sort of settled mm-hmm. the score, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, he did this, and she's thinking. So I actually think I agree with her more that he's. I hear you that he's not pleased about it, but he loaded, he sort of asked the gun, for it. yeah, and played the Russian roulette. And there, and the thing about it is, I from having uh, defecated after being constipated, I know that you can. And this must be much more challenging Profound. to maintain. Yeah, to maintain uh, good closure, good good rectal. Yeah. After seizure you've, after you've been gaped right. for the last 10 minutes or whatever exactly so i don't think i actually think it would be physically out of her control now yes she could have said hey i i have to go to the bathroom now yeah but i think in a lot of situations women just think well if he this is his, that's his fetish don't like, you don't think know. it would be and a she, little she appeared ri- to think that don't you think it would be a little risky to like let loose a huge fart right after anal like how do you know it's going to be just a fart she didn't let loose the fart. It, it came out. There was no way to control it, right? I mean, there would have been no way to control it. Oh, come on. She, you can she, always pinch. No, we just went through this. You can't pinch after you've had something <laughs> relatively okay. large rammed up okay. in there for, I, for okay. five minutes or 10 minutes. Perhaps not, but you can still feel that it's coming, I think. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I this reminds me of like the, you know, when you're running, you, you do a long distance running, Keith, you know very well that like, 
sometimes you'll be running along and you, you're not totally sure if it's an emergency <laughs> or not. Yeah. And I'm sure you've, every runner has had this thing where it, it was an emergency and you thought it was yeah. like, you know, so it's not a hundred percent reliable. My sister and I had a, a yeah c- confessional moment to each other. I think last year when we both went through our situations where we were running and had a uh, emergency mine was in yeah. in monaco and i had to find a restroom fortunately in monaco which is a very rich country they have public restrooms unlike that's good california where they're basically impossible to find well in california it's considered part of the culture just to poop on the sidewalk so it's no problem <laughs> that's true um, i could have just <laughs> dropped trow and nobody would have batted an eye um, yeah, I also think I also think the sequencing here is weird. I do not think, even in my younger days when I had anal adventures, I do not think I would have sequenced oral on the woman after penetrative anal on her. No, I don't no, think no. I he, ever. Would I have think done he was. That. I think he was with his fingers. Although same thing, but same thing. Like if you're going to do anal, I think it should be the final act. Uh, yeah, like don't. I like, agree. Don't, don't don't plan anything after the anal. So again, that's sort of his fault. He's sequencing wrong. <laughs> he should have said, "Look, baby, if you want to get off." Let's get the vibrator now or whatever. Let's get I you mean, off. Mike, Mike, I understand that his reaction is unfair and that she mm-hmm. couldn't control it. And because of the physics of the situation, it was bound to happen. But I don't think it's like unreasonable. Like he probably shouldn't have said what the fuck that's disgusting. But I think it's reasonable for him to think what the fuck that's disgusting. Yeah, he just blamed himself. But sure, sure, of course, that's going to be the immediate reaction. I mean, if somebody shits on you, you're not, or if Siemens and shits yeah. at the same time on you, yeah, you're going to be bummed out. Yeah, argue by course. extremes here. Yeah, exactly. All right. I well, think prob- we that's probably it. what happened. What? I, there's one other point I would make. Well, she probably shat a little bit. The, the point I would make is also, Jesus. it's possible it didn't smell so bad because, I mean, he was jamming the air up there. So maybe- Oh, that's true. Maybe it actually wasn't that bad. My yeah. farts but, are largely odorless, as I've mentioned before, so- it's there is a, a thing where different regardless. people can smell different things, so you'd have to do a pretty wide-ranging smell test to be sure of that. Um, can you remember me farting in your presence? <laughs> no, one time you blew your nose and it got on me, though. It was really gross. Oh, sorry about that. Maybe I was doing it, it on purpose. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Your Mileage May Vary. I uh, need to close this trap porn videos link. Mm. I opened it in a non-incognito browser so now every time i go to fucking Pornhub, it's gonna god damn it that's my fetish. all right my fetish is, is other people being forced to watch porn they don't like not I, I hate this you can send us feedback or questions to ymmvpod at gmail.com that's ymmvpod at gmail.com if you don't want us to use your question on the air let us know and if you give us feedback we pay ten dollars for any and all feedback doesn't even have to be good feedback in fact bad feedback or negative feedback is more useful because it's more actionable uh, so yeah just give us your venmo or cash up or whatever uh thanks for t- uh thanks for taking the time to listen to our show here and we look forward to having you next week on your mileage may vary Je me retiens. Non.